Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. The Safe Haven Podcast is a space for you to be real, raw, emotional, vulnerable, hilarious, and or completely carefree. This podcast offers a space for stories to be shared about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life, in a judgment-free zone. Join me and my powerful guests as we dive into a variety of conversations and topics. Listen from where you are, as you are. Think, laugh, and cry along with us, whether you're in your car, in your kitchen, chasing your kids, running your business, caregiving for someone that you love, getting a mani-pedi while you're in the hospital, a treatment center, sitting on the deck, on the dock, or out for a run. These weekly stories and messages will hit you right in the heart, fill up your cup, and recharge your spirits. TGIT, you guys! Happy Thursday, TGIT. Thank goodness it's Thursday. We've almost made it. Another week. Congratulations. It's almost Friday. Can you believe that it's already been a week into this next month of November? You guys, I just looked. Christmas, as of today, is 48 days away. Just throwing it out there. Big Christmas guy over here. I love it and I'm stoked about it. And I am on one heck of a mission right now for some presents that aren't really, nah, their presents. They are so, so cool. And I cannot wait to share them with you. Riley listens to this podcast, so I can't give you too many um, hints or details about what I am currently tracking down for this guy, but he might pee his pants in 48 sleeps. And I'm totally okay with it because excitement to that level is real. <laughs> anyway, hey, how's it going? I'm stoked to be back with you hanging out. And lucky for you, it's actually going to be a more condensed version of TGIT today because I am again sitting in my car. Let me tell you why. Because last night I went and hang out with, hung out, Amanda. I went and hung out with one of my longtime friends. Ellen used to be Cornelson. Now she's Ellen Jansen. What a beautiful soul she is. Such a great person. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a friend. She's a beautiful Christian lady that lives in Surrey. I am so grateful for her. But anyway, so I went over there yesterday and she and I hung out for the majority of the afternoon. I ended up staying for dinner. By the time I got home, I was beat and I went, dang it. I got to record for Thursday. And then I ended up just passing out and I went to bed. And then today after school, went out for a walk with Julie, same sort of thing. And by the time I get home, if it's a little bit later, I live in a, um, I live in a shared house. I have a room in a shared house that I really like. I feel super safe here. Um, the only thing is, is my two roommates are dudes. One, I don't actually know how old he is. I'm going to randomly throw out 37 and 38 or maybe 40 and hope he doesn't hear this if I'm completely wrong and the other one I know for a fact is about 22 years old super cool guys um each doing their own thing in life um one's a welder one's works in construction they've both got lady friends super respectful dudes anyway that's where I live but those people are home right now dang it so I can't set up my cool new sweet mic stand and and my cool new recorder so here we are sitting in the Mazda 3 on the side of the road, outside of my house, <laughs> using my Apple headphones, getting the job done because I am so dang dedicated to this podcast and I love it. And on that note, I got such a beautiful message from Karen today about 
the reception that she received uh, from her family, from her coworkers, some apologies that were in there. You know, I didn't realize it was that bad. Without giving every single detail of this gorgeous message that she sent me, it basically put the biggest lump of emotion in my throat because it was so real and it was so genuine. And Karen, I really adore you. I'm so stoked. I'm so happy that we're friends. I appreciate you greatly. I appreciate your story and your time, your vulnerability. But wow, the response that you've received has been everything and more. Get it, girl. So right. Okay, so I'm sitting in the car recording because I love this podcast. Can't go inside. Loved it. Uh, But guess what? I have had the greatest two weeks, really. Well, considering two weeks ago on Monday, that's when my car got hit in the parking lot. Whatever. We're looking after that. I'm getting a rental car tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to have that for the next few days while my car gets fixed. And thank goodness for insurance, guys. That's why we pay for insurance. But I had the best time out in the cusp. So I took some time off. I'd been working pretty consecutively. And I took some time off and went to spend some time in the mountains and had a blast. And last Thursday, which was also uh, Halloween, was the day that I had my interview. And it went so well. I actually really enjoy interviewing. I know interviewing really throws a lot of people. I, of course, get a little bit of the jitters. I'm a little bit nervous. But I think it's more excitement. I actually really enjoy interviews and just being grilled about things I know or experiences I've had. So if you guys want to know something, come at me because I'll tell you. (laughs) I actually think that there's no question out there that I wouldn't answer. You can take that challenge if you want. (laughs) I'm a pretty open book, but yes. Okay, so let's go to the October 30th, the day before. I don't even remember. Anyway, we carved these excellent pumpkins. Like they were dynamite freehand pumpkins. I don't remember the inside of a pumpkin being so stringy, like spaghetti squash on the inside, but whatever. We did it. We scraped the inside there the best we could. We freehanded our pumpkins. They looked dynamite. Riley's was a just a, a face, but not the typical kind of triangly face. It was uh, slightly wonky eyes, a nice big grin with the teeth and everything. Really well done. I freehanded a tree with a little moon on it. I decided I was going to not put a ground underneath it, Um, but it worked out really well. And then we had lit them up with these flashlights, which I had no idea flashlights could be so expensive, but they were. Uh, These tactical flashlights, which I now know are $87 on Amazon. We'll get to why I know how much they cost. Okay, so these pumpkins are great. And then Halloween rolls around, right? It's Thursday. It's the 31st. We're excited about it. I've got the candy and the cookies and little fruity snack thingies ready to go for these cute little kids that start coming around 6, 6.30. And obviously the night starts with the cute ones. You know, the ones that say, trick or treat, happy Halloween. And they're super grateful for whatever you have put in their bucket, their pillowcase, their recyclable bag, whatever ever in their pouch. There was a cute little uh, kangaroo that came and you just put stuff in his pouch. That was super cute. Anyway, so then obviously as the night progresses, the older kids start to come. So when Riley had come home, we did a few things around the house. We looked at the clock. We went, let's just go for dinner real quick. We'll come back in time to hand out candy. So that's what we did. And as we are handing out this candy to the cute little innocent ones, right? Then the night starts to progress and there's, it's, it's a tiny little town out in the cusp. Like there's only 
I don't know, a few thousand people. It's pretty tiny. And even within the city, you know, people, city, town, hamlet, I don't know. Uh, There's hardly sets of lights. (laughs) So anyway, it's very tiny. Um, But as people are kind of touring around, there's obviously the specific places, just like in Minden, that they would go right? Trailer parks where you just have to walk another 10 meters and there's another door and another 10 meters and there's another door. So super straightforward. But um, on one of these kind of main strips that we were, there was not too, too much traffic, but there was enough. I think we counted 18 kids (laughs) and that was including the jerks at the end. So okay, back to it. We come back for dinner from dinner and we're handing out all of these things for the cute little kids. Then, you know, 20 minutes goes by, you can hear kids outside, so we both jump up off the couch, and we, you know, hey guys, happy Halloween, you guys look great, whatever, put the little things in their bags, and then, long story short, we are actually playing Scrabble, (laughs) we're hardcore Scrabblers, and so we're playing Scrabble as these kids are starting to trick-or-treat, we've got the one door closed to a little sun porch area, and then the door to the house is closed, okay, so the house door is closed, screen door is open, with and now we've just put the candy bowls just inside of the door so essentially they'd have to come in we'd hear them we'd get up hey guys how's it going trick-or-treat yep hey you look great see you later bye and then we go back to playing our game (laughs) so as the night continued it was about I don't know eight o'clock eight fifteen something like that and I heard you know two people come through so Riley and I had just said you know stepped up and I peeked through the door and uh it was just two they looked like young teenager dressed up kids that were in the doorway and they were super respectful super kind they just said hey we're just gonna take a treat if that's okay and we'll go yeah happy halloween guys enjoy your night have a great time you look great bye so they went another 15 20 minutes later we hear more of like a up the stairs and back down and then i jokingly say because i can hear a car leave i i said well that one was old enough to drive away and we didn't really think much of it. Riley said that he had this this gut feeling that said that he should have gotten up off the couch. But neither one of us did because when I saw the shadow in, in the screen door, I thought, well, they're just kids being kids. They're just going to come in, grab their stuff and go. So Riley finishes his turn playing Scrabble because we're hardcore. Goes out to the sun porch and he stands there and he goes, they took our candy. I said, what? He's like, yeah. And the bowls. I'm thinking he's joking. I was like, yeah, right. So I, of course I get up and then at this point, as I'm getting up to walk into the sun porch, he's already outside looking down and he goes, they took our pumpkins. What? So at this point now we're feeling a little bit violated because now someone has not only come into our house to take a few candy things and cookies and whatever, they have now come into our space to take our bowls, like a glass bowl and a big plastic bowl, as well as the candy and our freaking pumpkins that we worked so hard on carving to be these big, beautiful things and dang it, we pulled out a lot of this goopy stuff and we're super proud of them. And we were obviously hoping to show them off on the inside of the house for a little while longer until they started to rot. So pretty pissed. And then it went next level because this is when Riley has now clued in that the flashlights were in the pumpkins. Okay, yeah. So then I told this story a few times this week, even at school. And the people were like, you couldn't just use a tea light? yeah okay so in hindsight could it totally use a tea light but I didn't really think that far ahead and the night prior when we tried them out we put the flashlights in there so we both kind of thought well they look great you don't have to worry about them blowing out or burning out or anything like that let's just leave them in it they're going to be right at the front door anyway so poor Riley I felt really really bad 
then he goes on. He's like, you have no idea how expensive those are, do you? Well, clearly not. I'm upset because you're upset. And then he shows me on Amazon just how much they are. $87 plus tax and shipping. So then I feel really bad. Yeah, so that really sucked. But it is what it is. You know, we got over it. First world problems, I guess? Question mark? It is what it is. Then the next day, start of a new month. Moving on. Fresh start, November 1st. This was a super cool day too because November 1st, I was going to be recording with a girl named Nicola who is now one of my new friends and I am so happy to have met her. Catherine Brube, who's now Catherine Darling, has been a lifelong friend of mine. More recently in our 20s, we've really reconnected and she is such a valuable person in my life. I appreciate her. She's been there through thick and thin and when I when she knew that I was moving out to BC, I had said, yo, if you have anyone in BC, please keep me posted because I'd like to, you know, network a little bit out when I'm out there. So she said, yeah, let me think about it. And then she goes, oh my gosh, I have the perfect person for you. Her name is Nicola. She is awesome. You guys are going to get on so well. And so obviously I'm like, okay, like line it up, sign me up, game on, let's do this. And I don't know anything about her besides the fact that she, kid you not, lives in a little community of 40 people. You have to stick around (laughs) to hear her podcast episode. It is so intriguing and so interesting. And it talks a little bit about that, but not much. But I will promise you that she's going to be back again and again and again, because her stories are articulated so well and from the heart. And she speaks with such intelligence and grace and the experiences that she's been through. Oh my goodness. So definitely stick around for that. So Catherine, thank you for putting us in touch because when Nicola came over, it was like we'd known each other for life and we spent the afternoon together. We ended up doing a fabulous recording that took a few turns that I did not expect when we kind of did the pre-recording chit chat and you can definitely hear the surprise in my voice when she talks about losing a partner and that's all I'm going to leave you with for that because I don't want to ruin the the story because that, wow, it got me. But yes, okay, so that was really great. Had a really lovely time. She ended up actually staying over that night and we got up the next day and then we were actually heading to Revelstoke anyway and so was she. So we just carpooled to Revy, hung out there for the majority of the day, came back, went to one of Riley's buddies' uh, cabins out in a place called Beaton, which, uh, you know, I had spent some time at this summer when we were out there wakeboarding and such. Had a great time, a few drinks great conversations, met some really great people. And then yeah, punched it back to the cusp. And then she took off first thing the next morning, enjoyed the rest of the day. Awesome time in the cusp. And then coming full circle. So then I obviously made the seven hour drive back on the Monday. And then I worked yesterday and I'm working for the rest of the week. Friday, I'm actually going to a podcast festival, which I am very, very much looking forward to. There are some paid events that you can go to, but because I'm actually going away for the weekend, I'm not going to be paying for the events. I'm just going to go to the little free workshops that they have about establishing yourself and establishing a voice and creating content and maybe trying to fill in some of those gaps that I might not even know I have yet. So again, I'm always looking for feedback. And when I continue trying to grow this podcast and chase this goal and the dream of having this networking, sharing platform for vulnerability, please keep coming at me with your suggestions, with your questions, any tips that you may have, 
because as a lifelong learner, I am so into that. I'm also very much into girls weekends and there is one coming up that I only know one person out of the seven people that are going. Thank you, Julie, for the invite. I'm going to a place called Naramata and I feel super grateful about it because I was, uh, Julie had reached out and she's like, hey, we're having a girls weekend. Now that you're in BC, I'd be super happy if you came with us. It's out in Naramata, which is out in wine country, out in the mountains. One of my friends, so-and-so, has a, a family property and a family cottage that they have out there. You don't have to pay for accommodation. We're just all going to go out. We're all going to split gas and groceries and wine, hang out. So I cannot wait for that. So the podcast festival is going to be on Friday. I've got a recording on Thursday night, another one on Friday. And then first thing Saturday morning. We are taking off in the car. There's all seven of us going. We're packing light into one big, gigantic, I think it's an Explorer, whatever Julie drives, big vehicle, and away we go. It's, I haven't done a wine tour in a very long time, so I'm very much looking forward to that. And then, did you know that Remembrance Day is a holiday in BC? So there's no school on Monday, so this weekend is actually a long weekend. So happy long weekend to you if you are in BC or if where you live, they recognize Remembrance Day as a holiday. Yay for long weekends in general. I really enjoy a good long weekend. And this will be a really great time for me to just kind of unwind, digest, hang out, relax, catch up with some girlfriends, new ones, I guess, and Julie. It'll be really nice for Julie and I just to dive kind of into some deep conversations that we kind of touch on surface level. But guess what, guys? She's a mom now. So very, very rarely do we get to dive into a deep conversation when Mr. Blake is around. Because Blake has been finding his voice over the last few weeks and he's, uh, he's quite the little character. So even Julie had said that. She's like, you know what? Love my family, but I'm so much looking forward to getting away because squawking babies <laughs> are a lot. Uh, a lot to handle, I guess. And uh, yeah, so I'm very happy that she's going to get to have some downtime as well. And it's going to be good because then on the Tuesday, so Tuesday the 12th, is when I start my 15-day consecutive gig that I have accepted from Surrey. So I was actually, uh, this is the one that um, they had reached out to me and they just asked if I was available and interested in it and had some few really beautiful kind words for me and just said, you know, we'd love to have you if you're keen, if you're interested. And oh, there is a police officer with a flashlight shining it around in the park. Maybe I should record more often out in my car. I wonder what he's looking for. Hmm. I'll keep you posted if in the next few minutes he finds something. But yeah, cop car and a flashlight and a big heavy-duty vest and coat. Interesting. Uh, yeah, okay, so 15-day gig that I've accepted. It starts on Tuesday. It goes until December 2nd. So 15 days of consecutive work is going to be very much appreciated by the old bank account. And then I'm going to head into the mountains again because I got hired out in the cusp. And that is really exciting. So for District 10, then I'll just kind of be out there for a little while, taking on some gigs as they come in in District 10. And then I'm going to come back here for the first five days or the last five days, I guess, before the holidays. And then, guys, it's literally Christmas. When you look at it that way, it's after a 15-day gig, I'm in December already. That's pretty exciting for me. I just remembered too, actually, that there was another thing I wanted to mention, and I won't get emotional about it because I definitely had a good cry about it yesterday. The podcast that I've mentioned before called Beautiful Anonymous with Chris Gethard, 
So he's the comedian. And then people call in, they speak to him for one hour. He facilitates a conversation, asks a bunch of questions as they share a story or an experience or maybe ask for advice. And there is no subject that is off limits with, with this chat. And I think the anonymity of it actually creates that safe, powerful space, which is really cool. Anyway, on my way back to the lower mainland from Nakusp on Monday, as I was just kind of getting back into Pitt Meadows area, I was wrapping up a podcast with a girl who had called in and it was about the one year anniversary of her dad passing. And it was really well done. So it was actually taking place when Chris was recording at the London Podcast Festival in London, England. And so this caller has a really beautiful accent and she jokes that it's a super posh accent because of the private school that she went to and whatever and as she's talking about her dad and about what her dad meant to her and the things that she'd learned from him and whatever and has just some really great messages at the end Chris had asked her if there was one thing that you could say to your dad now or a message that you could leave our listeners and this audience with what would it be and she kind of thought about it And then she said, you know, I think that it would have to do a lot with communicating and communicating. Oh, the guy's getting back into his car. Sorry. He's getting back into his car and he's driving away very quickly. Oh boy. Well, guys, you're going to have to follow along with the Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows news (laughs) to figure out why the RCMP was here. Oh boy. Okay. So back to this really powerful podcast. Oh my gosh. There was two cops is going on here some excitement in the little neighborhood okay sorry hashtag squirrel brain so this caller is now kind of telling her last message that she wanted to have the the audience that he was live recording with and the listeners listen to and she had just started saying that it's so expected i think that validation or words of affirmation come from parent to child in whatever capacity that is or from elder to someone much younger and how her message was that you don't realize how much you wish you could communicate to someone until they've they've passed or until you can no longer communicate that how she spent so much of her life trying to please her dad and make him proud and how much she loved that feeling of how proud he was of her and that her message her ultimate message was if you love your parents If you're proud of them, if you are so happy that they're yours, if they've been good to you, if they've taught you things, tell them. And that really struck a chord with me because I've recently had some people in my life that have lost parents and I'm not there yet. I've never lost a parent. I very, very happily still have mine that are alive and well and are about, you know, they just celebrated their 34th wedding anniversary and are looking forward to their 35th year coming up very shortly. So that's a really big deal. I love my parents so much. So of course, when I was talking about this big cry that I had, because I had just kind of finished it, I I started it, I guess, on the Monday, and then I was listening to it again on the Tuesday and finishing it up on the Wednesday, because my commute is not that long. And so as I was wrapping it up, my dad and I were kind of texting back and forth, and he was texting me some really funny random things and I couldn't really figure out what he was trying to get at so I just called him I'm like what are you talking about so we kind of shot the shit for a little bit and then I got really emotional I think I just missed him at that point I was like dad I'm gonna cry and he's like oh god what's wrong (laughs) and my dad has such a dry sense of humor so anyway he held space for me and 
I just said, I, I just listened to this podcast of this girl who was talking about the one year anniversary of losing her dad unexpectedly to some pre-existing condition that he didn't know that he had until he died and they did an autopsy and it freaked me out. And as I'm listening to it, one of her messages was just to talk about how much you care about your parents, how much you love them. If you're proud of them, then tell them. And dad, I love you. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so proud to call you my dad. And obviously I'm just a blubbering mess at this point. And he's kind of giggling at me. Of course, that's how he deals with emotional stuff. He either laughs or brushes it off or just walks out of the room. <laughs> he comes back to it eventually. But anyway, so that's kind of how he had dealt with it. Is he kind of like, ha ha ha. He's like, oh, sweetie, I love you too. And I'm very proud of you. We know you, we know how much you love us and I hope you know how much we love you too and whatever he said in his best fashion. But, but yeah, so that was, that was very touching. And because some of my closest friends have lost a parent, I think that it resonated even more because I cannot fathom what they've gone through. And my heart goes out to you if you have lost anyone super close to you because ugh, it honestly, it just makes my heart sink right deep down into my chest thinking about losing anyone that's that close to you. Mega hugs and love and hearts out there to anyone who has lost someone that close to them Blech, because it's very tough and I hope that you are so surrounded by love and light and people that can support you in the ways that you need to be supported while you're grieving because I learned a lot listening to that episode like a lot a lot and I think I just gained a completely different appreciation or perspective for what grieving can look like for different people and how it's experienced mega hugs from Amanda to you. I am going to leave you with one story, uh, just actually about my dad and well, kind of about my dad, but it involves my dad. And it's actually a story that I don't tell too often, but this has just inspired me to tell it. And I definitely did not have this plan. So it's just kind of come out of nowhere. This might actually be a story that one day I go into super full detail about talking about my appendix and how it ruptured and was misdiagnosed. But the long story short of all of that was, after all of this mishap and potential malpractice, who really knows, I ended up at home with a Jackson Pratt drain. If you don't know what that is, it is it was a 31 centimeter, I don't even know what the material was, let's say rubber or plastic, I don't know, thing that was inside my abdomen after my surgery, after I had my appendix out, and it worked on negative pressure, so then I had this thing that it's all called a Jackson Pratt drain, but it basically looked like a grenade sticking out of my body that went from this thing that was actually inside my abdomen. So the 31 centimeter white thing was in my gut. And then out of this little hole, just above my pubic bone, there was this hose, this little clear hose. that just looked like a really bendy rubbery straw. And then that attached to the little thing that literally looked like a grenade so that you would dump the liquids out that it was ultimately sucking out with negative pressure. You'd squeeze it tie it back together. And then as it tried to inflate, it was essentially sucking out the fluids that did not need to be in my abdomen out. <laughs> That's the long story short of what a Jackson Pratt drain is. And I, because I still had one of those in after my surgeries and my recovery, I think I had it for about 10 days. So I had a home nurse come back and forth to my house. I was living with my parents at the time in 2015. And this Liz Foot is a champion she was my home nurse and this woman was such a blessing. I appreciate you, Liz, so, so much. And I really just appreciated having someone in there that had a sense of humor and could kind of make light of how shitty the situation was. And just, I really enjoyed your company, Liz. <laughs> you were great considering I just felt like shit. So then there was one day, time out. Okay. Okay. So pause. 
Liz is great. I have a Jackson Pratt drain stuck in my gut. So, okay, this was actually a long time ago. Okay, so we've got to pause there. So in the previous spring, so I think it was roughly the spring of 2015, there was some chat forum online and it was asking about appraisers in the area, in the Halliburton County area. So my dad is involved in real estate and appraisal services within Halliburton County. So people were asking for suggestions like, hey, I'm looking to have my house appraised. Who would you suggest or recommend in the area? Blah, blah, blah. So a few people had put down my dad's name and and there was a bunch of likes and other people were commenting on other people. And some of them were quite supportive and others got a little bit nasty. And then I just was reading it. I don't know. It was on a mom swap, I think. One of those Facebook groups that you kind of get notifications to or can post things that are for sale or ask for advice. And that's essentially what was happening. So then I saw this message that had come on about my dad and this woman was bashing my dad. And I just obviously filled with rage, but I didn't write anything on the comment. I simply sent her a private message and just said, I'm not going to make a massive deal about this. I just need you to understand that my dad is good at his job. He does the best he can do at it. This is his bread and butter. He's a local guy. He's been here the majority of his adult life. He's very well known. He's very well connected. He's got a huge heart. I could just go on and on about good things about my old man. And so to see someone tear him apart when this is this guy's income, you know, this is what he's known for. So to see someone really kind of pull him down and and just paint him under a really bad light, I just wasn't okay with it. And I just wanted her to acknowledge that it was really offside. And I, I was very polite. I was quite clear about what my message was. Just simply asked that she remove the comment and, you know, keep, keep those kinds of comments to herself. Well, this woman was beside herself, right? Obviously, because now she'd been called out and she had been through, um, I don't know, a really rough time, I guess. And she apologized and there is no excuse for my behavior. Amanda, I'm so sorry. And of course, you know, it's forgive and forget, like just move on. No worries. Just take it down and enjoy your day. See ya. Bye. I know how good my dad is. A lot of people know how good my dad is. And if I've learned anything in life is that not all two people work. That means friendships, relationships within a community. Not everyone is going to like everyone. And that's okay. That's what makes humans so cool. So now fast forward, we are now in November. I've got this Jackson Pratt drain in me and Liz is unable to come by. So I get this notification that such and such a person is going to be my home nurse. And then I put two and two together. I was like, I recognize this name. Who is this? It is the lady that tore my dad apart. (laughs) So my dad, because he just came home to spend some time with me that day and he was just kind of mucking around in the garage. and, And so I just went out and I just said, dad, I know that you're a super kind, caring dude, but I want you to be exceptionally kind while my home nurse is here. He goes, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, what do you want me to do? Offer a cup of tea, something like that? I said, yeah, yeah, along those lines, that's pretty nice. (laughs) So anyway, when she gets there and I just went out and I just let him know that she was there and, and then he, you know, came in and was super happy, happy, typical Wes. And yeah, you don't want a cup of tea. Oh no, it's okay. No worries, whatever. So she had brought me some ginger ale and some crackers. And honestly, I can't say a bad word about this woman. I don't know her. She made a mistake. All the power to you. I make mistakes all the time. My gosh, I asked one of my closest friends growing up something so stupid tonight that had me put my foot in my mouth. And I will maybe go into that at another time. 
but I felt so embarrassed even after asking it. We all do silly things and we have to sit with them for a little bit and that's okay. That's where the learning is. That's where the lessons are. Go forward with your lessons and keep making mistakes and keep learning. Just try your very best not to hurt people in the process, okay? On that note, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Have a fabulous weekend. If you get to enjoy a three or a four-day weekend, because some people in the province right now get a four-day weekend, enjoy it. I hope that it's awesome. I hope that there's great weather. Actually, I just met a teacher today that's going out to visit her partner who lives in Edmonton, and it's going to be down to minus 21. So hopefully you've got some warm socks packed and a toque and some mitts, because that is not the kind of weather I'm ready for just yet. Those negatives, nah. Happy weekend. Do something kind for someone. Tell someone you love them and enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk to you next week.